I'm Jordy. And I'm Juliette. And this is Diaper Baggage. A podcast that shows you how to get rid of the mom guilt. On this week's episode, we'll talk about what we've been up to since the shutdown. Plus, we reveal how we're surviving quarantine with kids. Hi, Juliet. Hi, Jordy. How are you doing? Pretty good. You know, just another week that feels like the week before that will feel like next week. <laughs> Same here. I signed up for a 12-week like workout program through an app and thinking like, oh, I'm going to be back in this city by the end of this. I don't even know if I'll finish it. I'm on week 12 <laughs> and I started it in March. <laughs> Which app are you using? I was using the Tone It Up app. <laughs> oh, I just read about that for Have you ever- time because um, I was reading an allure from like I think probably two months ago <laughs> and it had a list of their four favorite um, workout apps and that was one of them. Oh, well, I, I supplement with like other workouts, but I really like them. I found out that a lot of, I think if people had listened to last season or towards the end of the last season, I had talked about how I was kind of having still some issues from having given birth um, in my back. And so I decided to actually do their postnatal 12 week program as if like I had just given birth to kind of focus on like my pelvic floor and building up all of those muscles. And it really helped. So I supplemented with like more intense workouts, but doing a postnatal workout with like a two year old <laughs> felt a little strange, but it worked because I like it had me focus on the areas of my body that I needed to focus on. <laughs> so you're feeling better? Yes, I am. But I figured like, you know, what else am I doing? You know, I, in the, I know in our episode last, which we really tried to focus on the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and we said that this was actually the episode we had originally uh, planned to, to do with everyone, <laughs> with each other. Um, and so we didn't really get into talking about what we've been up to during quarantine and while at the show, um, during, you know, since the shutdown. But that was one of the things I've been doing was doing this 12-week workout program in my in-law's basement in Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. You know, I have found during the shutdown in particular that I do really notice a correlation between my mood after I've gotten in a workout. And I mean, both of us have been pretty fit for a long time and, you know, try to get to the gym or do some sort of activity, get our heart pumping a few times a week. But I think, especially since I've been stuck at home and the days can get pretty monotonous, I absolutely notice, especially when I do sort of a cardio workout where you're really getting those endorphins going, um, a, a definite uplift in mood, you know, halfway through the workout or when I'm done with it. So I feel like it's made it even more important for me to carve out that, you know, whatever, 45 minutes, um, a few times a week. And, Avi actually lately has really enjoyed doing it with me, which has been really, yeah, well, she used to be very shy about participating in sort of any type of physical activity. You know, like I would sign her up for ballet class and she's the kid that's sort of in the corner, just sort of watching everything, but refuses to participate. And so right when Mm -hmm. we got to the house at the start of quarantine, um, I've been doing Obey which is like another subscription app probably for like six or eight months or so. Um, it's really good for when you travel because you can just do it in your hotel room or whatever. And so I told her, I was like, all right, I'm going to do one. You're more than welcome to do it with me, but you can't just sit there. If you're going to 
stay in the room yeah. with me, you have to do it too. And obviously I'm not asking her to like hold a plank for 60 seconds. <laughs> like she actually loves high knees. Um, if you ask her okay. what her favorite exercises are though, she will tell you she really likes to put her, like set her obliques on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Um, And so now she gets really excited when it's time to work out, and she will grab the two pound weights that I have, and she thinks those are her weights. And um, she'll like do, you know, to the best of her ability. Like, it's not like she lasts the full 45 minutes, but she'll like hang in there for a good 20 and do jumping jacks with me and um, do her little sit ups and mountain climbers and stuff. And so it's been kind of nice because. I can, it means I can work out during the day when Mike is working because she can just do it with me. And then I have to admit, I bit the bullet like the 30 something white millennial that I am. And I got a Peloton. Oh, you did. Um, and I actually really love it. (laughs) They're great. It's a great great machine. I mean, it's a great setup. I, in my building in New York, they had one and I, I loved using it if I couldn't make it to the gym for a spin class. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's the problem for me with some of the subscription fitness apps is that they're, they're fine in a pinch, but I don't find them to be quite as heart pumping as like the group classes I used to do at Equinox. Um, but with the mm-hmm. Peloton, I feel like if you're doing a class that's, you know, not a beginner class and a 45 minute long one or something like it's as hard as the spin classes I would take at Equinox. Um, yeah. So, and it was funny because I hadn't been on a bike in so long that the first time I rode it the next morning, I was like, oh my God, my butt is so, so hard. <laughs> I was like, I haven't felt that way since like the very first time I took a soul cycle class like 10 years ago. So yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I, maybe we should, I know we did a brief catch up on the last episode, but maybe we should just kind of give like a, a summary of like what we've been up to. Uh, recently before we jump into, you know, some of the other parts of this episode. But um, like I mentioned, I'm at my in-laws in Pennsylvania and we've been here since March 13th. And um, yeah, we've just, Wilder's with us all the time. My in-laws have been great. They certainly um, help out with childcare and you know, take him and give us a little break. That little break is like so much <laughs> because like being with Wilder now, like part of me is so, I, I feel like I'm going to really look back on this time and actually feel really grateful about it that I've been able to be with him every day, to put him down for a nap, to put him down for bedtime, to like be there for every like little new word and new interest. He's obsessed with construction equipment right now. And just to like I'm never going to get this time back with him. And so I, like, part of me is so, so, so exhausted. Like every single day I could go to sleep, like as soon as he goes to bed at seven, seven thirty. Um, and I realize like how much a break is needed, but I also, a huge part of me is like, I'm going to look back and really appreciate this time that I have with my son when he's going through such a period of transformation and I get to be there to witness that. So you know, it's this constant battle. And I feel like I've been having this conversation with a lot of people of like feeling super, super grateful on one hand, and then like super anxious about the future and what's happening in the world, both my personal life, like the, on a macro level, what's happening right. uh, with pandemic, with what's happening politically. Like, I just feel like I'm kind of uh, 
Ross said it best where he said like, you just feel like you're ping-ponging back and forth, like between these emotions and that, that in itself is exhausting. Um, but for now we're, you know, we're here in Pennsylvania and our lease was up at the end of May and we had to make the decision of like, do we feel like going back to the city is the smart decision? Should we move to Jersey? And we ultimately just decided that we, we couldn't make a decision. Um, and so we've, decided to stay in Pennsylvania. Ross's parents have a um, condo just outside of Philadelphia. So we're going to move from their house in central Pennsylvania to their condo um, just to have a little bit more space and like try to start to build some semblance of just like our life again. Right. Um, but, you know, we just didn't, we didn't, we, I'm glad that we didn't re-sign our lease because it would have been for not. Um, and we'll figure it out. Like it's a lot of uncertainty and that gives me some days more anxiety than others. Um, but for us, the right decision was to like not go back to the city until we concretely knew what city life was going to be like. And Wilder's so happy in nature and he's so lucky that he doesn't even really know that anything's going on. Like we're mm-hmm. in central Pennsylvania. We don't have to really go to stores. So it's not like he's walking around seeing a million people in masks. We're not telling him not to touch this or do that. He can just be a kid and like run around outside naked in the grass and like, <laughs> you know, and that, that's like that, you know, if we can reduce that anxiety, like on, on him then, and keep the, you know, he's surrounded by his grandparents and people that love him. Like for us, that was the best decision. And I know everyone has different opinions on that, but that's sort of where we're at now. Yeah. I mean, I think that makes total sense. And I think you guys are so smart for not renewing a lease that you weren't going to, in an apartment, you weren't going to be able to live in, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, sa- we're saving a ton of money, which is really nice too. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, we have a somewhat similar trajectory. We also left on March 13th and we are at our weekend place that's in upstate New York um, that we've had for just about three years now. So this is obviously the longest time that we've ever spent here. Um so yeah, I mean, it's been great to get out of the city. Um, I, It's weird to have been gone for so long, but I absolutely feel it was the right decision for us because, um, you know, we're both working from home and our apartment is not big and it would have been really stressful to <laughs> try and make that work while also trying to, you know, make sure Avi wasn't getting in everybody's face and everything. And, and like you said, it's been really nice to be able to have a yard and not worry about her, you know, running up and hugging strangers and stuff like that. Um, and it's pretty raw here as well. So yeah, we're definitely not having to really deal with her, um, wearing a mask too often. And even if we go hiking up here for the most part, like the trails are pretty empty. So, um, we did take her out to lunch, um, in a nearby town last Saturday outdoors. Um, so that was a really weird experience. Cause I think we were so excited to finally be eating outside, but at the same time, like the minute you get up from the table, you have to put your mask back on and you know, she's four, she's very wiggly. Like she's getting up from the table every 30 seconds. <laughs> so, uh, sort of, you know, reminding her like, okay, like either just sit or like keep your mask on or, or whatnot. But, um, no, I agree with you. I mean, I think sometimes in the moment it's so stressful and exhausting to be in charge of small children and not have a break on top of all your worries about 
everything yeah. else that's happening in the world right now. I mean, it's, it just can feel like a tsunami. Um, but in, in the better moments, I'm so happy to have spent this time with her and see how much she's growing every day. And, um, <clears throat> you know, now that she's four, she'll be four and a half in August. So she's still, she's still like regular four <laughs> for right now. Um, but you know, it's just like crazy watching how quickly they learn things. And one thing that's really exploded for her the last few months is her writing. So she used to kind of be pretty resistant to doing it and maybe she'd write her name or something. And then all of a sudden last week, it was like something just clicked or she finally felt confident enough to do it. And now she's been writing little notes to us. And, you know, I just have one found upstairs that says, I love you, Avi. And it's just, it's really cool to just see how they are developing. So yeah, uh, that's been cool. Yeah, it's Wilder has been talking up a storm. Um, and he, Ross and I were hugging the other day and he came up and he said, group hug. And oh, I was like, oh my God, he wanted, a, he wanted a family hug. And now he's, now it's like his thing is like group hug. Every, you know, anytime he sees like Ross and I not uh, hugging each other and not him. And I'm just like, oh my God, my little heart just exploded. Um, it just, yeah, but it's so nice to like, to be there for those moments. I'm like, don't get me wrong. There's days where I'm like, oh my God, I want to pull my hair out. Yeah. But <laughs> being there see those moments and watch them grow and change is like, it's crazy. I, I take Wilder to the construction site cause there's not much else to do. And I like said the wrong truck. It was like, mom, that's a cherry picker. I'm like, Oh, sorry. Oh <laughs> sorry. I don't have equipment. <laughs> that is hilarious. I have a question for you. Are those you- are the fun part. <laughs> are you going to cut his hair during quarantine? So we were sort of talking about cutting his hair like right, right before all of this happened. Um, and then this happened. So we were like, well, now we're not cutting his hair. So he has very long, luscious locks, um, that he, um, and he tells me to like, for me to make a man bun now. Um, and he tells me if his man bun's too tight, if it's too high, if it's too low, particular about his man bun. And he calls it a man bun. Um, but it's, his hair is very long now. And it's in his, if, if it's not up, it's in his eyes and it's all over the place. So we are going to cut it, but we are, Ross and I are not going to cut it, but my cousin happens to be a hairstylist. So we're, oh. I, I think we're at a point he's been quarantining and before he goes back to work and he lives in Pennsylvania, um, I think we're going to have him cut Wilder's hair, like while wearing a mask or and outside and like all that stuff. But before so before he goes and starts seeing clients would be a better option. So yeah, I think we're gonna do it soon. Oh my gosh, we have to take before and after photos. I know it's, I'm gonna cry. It's gonna be like is it like like his bris. I'm just gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he like complains sometimes, like that his hair is in his face and things like that. So I'm like, ah, I just gotta I gotta cut it. Oh. And and. He, all the neighbors here, obviously, they didn't. They don't know us. And when they first started, they kept calling Wilder a girl. I really don't care about that. I just go along with it. I, I don't care about what people think if he's a boy or a girl. Uh, but it's just so funny because like everyone says that he's a, that he's a girl, that he's a girl. And so one day we just like let him run around naked outside, and people are like, "Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> he has a penis. What is going on?" <laughs> 
just thought it'd be a fun little joke to play on the neighbors. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Hashtag not an ad. Well, we've been stuck in quarantine now for over three months, which is, I can't even believe it. I really thought when this all started, I was definitely going to be home by the beginning of June. Um, and oh, yeah. I was thinking, we were both thinking it would be fun to talk about some of our favorite products in quarantine. And honestly, we could do like seven episodes about the things that we've been buying in quarantine, but we'll limit it to one each for this episode. (laughs) So Jordy, what is your pick? So my hashtag, not an ad, and I went back and forth between what I was going to choose, but this is my most recent purchase. And I'm sure you've been served this ad on Instagram, but it's the Manny Me. Have you seen that on Instagram? Or not. Do tell. Oh, wow. Okay. You're probably going to get served like a million ads after you like Google it once. But so basically it's like, it's a stick on gel manicure. So you take pictures. There's like a whole process you go through. You take pictures of your nails in different directions, and then you can like choose from different styles. So like some are like nail art, they're solid colors. It's like all different, really fun, you know, nail polishes essentially. And then they send you custom stick on gels and not like, not like tips like you got in high school for like a dance. Like it, it looks like it, it looks and kind of feels like nail polish, but it's a sticker and you, and it's cut like perfectly to your nail and you just, they give you everything, but you just stick it on. You kind of fold it down over your nail and then you file up and down to make it perfect. And it lasts like a gel manicure. That is so cool. It is so cool. And it's like, and it's, at least in the city, it's like way cheaper than getting any sort of nail art done. And I've had mine on for a couple of weeks now. And it's, you know, it's the, my nails are growing out, but I have like cute little flowers and people have asked like, Oh, when did you get your nails done? I'm like, I didn't. I just did them myself with the Manny me and they're great. I highly recommend them. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like addicted now. I, I think they're like going to do this. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I think they start at like $15 for a kit, uh, for like solid colors and they go up to maybe like 20 for the nail art, 25 one, 25 for like the nail art one. But that's, I mean, I know you're not getting like the whole like manicure ish, but that's like way cheaper than anything I would ever spend in the city. And they send you backup. So like if you mess up one nail, you can, or, you know, one ships off or something. So you can redo just the one nail and fix it up. It's, I'm like a huge fan now. I think I'm addicted to this. I love this. Yeah. So that was my, that was my product, the Manny Me. Go check them out. I'm a huge fan already. So cool. What was yours? Well, I've been doing a lot of um, latte making and smoothie making, but I don't know. I probably mentioned this before. Mm -hmm. I don't drink caffeine because it makes me super jittery. But I can handle a little yeah, so matcha. Um, and okay. so I'm always looking for, you know, sort of matcha blends that I, either I can make lattes with or put into my smoothies. I've gotten – I have some really good smoothie recipes. If you're into that, I should send you some recipes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been doing like a blueberry tahini situation that's been fanta- just fantastic. Anyway, so um, yeah. I – um, was looking for a new matcha powder that I could use both as a latte, but also put into smoothies um, if I wanted. And I also really like 
golden milks. Um, and mm-hmm. so I found one that's actually a matcha turmeric superfood latte blend from a company called Gold, um, which is just the packaging is just so like 2020 just in terms of how fabulous it is. And it's all like pink and green and very chic, very on, on brand, on trend. Um, and yeah, so it's a plant-based zero sugar powder that has, um, coconut milk and turmeric and matcha and a little bit of ginger, cinnamon, cardamom, and black pepper. Um, so you can mix it with milk or I guess hot water and make a latte, or you can put it in, smoothies and it's just it's great it's delicious and I also love that the CEO is a black woman um you know trying to do my part to support more black owned businesses as well so um it's very delicious and I don't know what your feelings are on matcha and or golden milk but um if that's I mean I love I love golden milk. Um, and I like matcha too. Ross actually doesn't really drink coffee. He does matcha every morning. Um, and he'll, I mean, he drinks it like straight, which is like a little too intense for me. Um, and I do love, I love coffee. I can have like one a day and I'm okay. Um, and I actually, one of the things I really miss about New York, and this is such a like bratty thing to miss, but I really miss like a good cup of like a really good latte. Mm -hmm. You know, we, when we treat ourselves, like go out is through the drive through at Starbucks to get a coffee. Mm-hmm. So you know if that's like your treat, you're like you're setting the bar pretty low. Yeah. Um, but because uh, we don't have like a latte machine or anything here to make anything, but I would love to know how you make your uh, golden milk lattes and everything because uh, Ross and I, Ross is certainly into it, and I I'm into it too. So send me your recipe, girlfriend. Well, also I highly recommend getting one of those little whisker things if you don't have one the battery power yeah. he has like the whole yeah he has like the whole kit like the whole process like okay. the little bowl the he like looked up how to do the whole not the full ceremony but like a mini version of the ceremony he's very good at it so send me the recipe and I'll make him make it <laughs> excellent Jordy and Juliet's top 10 so Getting back to talking a little bit more about quarantine, we actually wanted, and it made sense, to make our top 10 list, which we haven't done in a little while, about our top 10 tips for surviving quarantine with kids. (laughs) Um, And we touched on a couple of things here and there, one of them being shopping, Um, just to feel like, you know, a little here and there, a little little (laughs) self-love. But we um, sat down and kind of came up with other ways that we've been surviving. And since, unfortunately, I mean, yes, things are opening up more than they they were, you know, in April. But there's still going to be a lot of restrictions, whether, you know, uh, from a government level or personally, you just don't feel comfortable with. Like, life is certainly not going to get back to, quote unquote, normal for quite some time. So I feel like there's going to be some element of like staying at home more, uh, ideas of quarantining in a way. Um, so I feel like these tips will translate even as things start to open up. I'd, do you agree? A hundred percent. So my first tip is, and this kind of goes back to me saying, I, sometimes I want to pull out my hair, is to make sure you get alone time. Um, I think it's really easy, you know, to, you're with your husband, your kid, in my case, my in-laws, like 
all the time because we're working from home, we're playing at home, we're cooking at home. And it just kind of started to become like nature that second nature that we would always just be together. Right. Cause that's like, that's how it is right now. And I would find myself feeling just kind of zapped out a lot. And once I started to say no, like, okay, I'm not going to go on this hike with you guys today, or I just need an hour to do whatever I want to do, read a book, work out, whatever it is, like just take time to be alone. It really made a difference in like my mental state. Um, so that would be my first tip. What's yours? Mine would be, and you can actually do this tip during your alone time potentially is, um, to pick up a hobby. And I know a lot of parents might be rolling their eyes right now and be saying like, well, I don't have any time to pick up a hobby. What are you talking about? And I totally get that. Um, but I also have found that I'm literally not going anywhere any day. (laughs) So in fact, (laughs) I do have more time than I did before at night, especially. Um, so I have been, I've always been pretty into puzzles, like jigsaw puzzles, but, uh, we've been buying some to give us, uh, an evening activity when we don't feel like reading or watching TV. And it honestly has been almost like a drug. <laughs> like I get, oh, I love puzzles. Yeah. I just get so excited when I start organizing the pieces by color and, you know, finding my corners and everything. And, um, you know, Mike and I are doing it together. It's not like I'm sitting there alone. Um, and he's also very good at puzzles. And it's been really fun to have something like that to do that sort of it doesn't involve using any of my electronic devices and is is just the most analog it could be. So, you know, there are other, yeah. you know, certain people are picking up um, needle pointing or, or learning how to sew so they can make masks. Um you know, I'm not saying you have to dedicate dozens of hours to this a week, but uh, you will probably find yourself with random pockets of time when ordinarily you would be commuting or going out to dinner or whatever, and instead you're home. So um, to stave off the boredom, it's it's a great tip. Yeah. Love it. Um, all right. My second tip is to spend as much time outside in nature in particular, like as much as possible. Um, I think, you know, obviously we have to stay home. Um, and, but if there's a way that you can go outside safely, that has been a huge saving grace for me, just like, especially coming from a city, right? Like how often were we really like immersed in nature? Hardly ever, unless you're at your country house or you're away somewhere. And so being able to just to like be out, in the trees, sometimes in the middle of the day because our work schedules work out like that. And, and just to go for a hike and, you know, be in nature has been really helpful for keeping me sane too. And just, it's a, it's a great social distancing activity, at least in central Pennsylvania when there's not a ton of people on the trails. Um, and you know, just being with nature, that's all. I'm totally with you. I mean, being here at a house, and actually watching the trees go from totally bare winter trees to full on spring trees with flowers. I've never actually yeah. noticed that or, or really, I guess, taken the time to watch it. And so it's been really crazy to just see how quickly the progression is 
in a 24 hour period. It's been fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, yeah absolutely. All right. What's- my next tip is, um, I mean, and this applies for slightly older kids. I don't think you need to do this with a baby, although you might have them on a schedule anyway, but my tip is to have a schedule for your kid. Um, I think preschoolers in particular really thrive on having a schedule and, and some sense of a flow to their days. Um, and not that it has to be super mm-hmm. rigid and be the same thing every day, but I think it also makes it easier. Like, let's say Avi doesn't really feel like going outside when I want to go outside. I can be like, well, we, we put it on our schedule. We said we were going to go play outside after lunch or something. And a lot of times she'll be like, oh, you're right. We did like, not always, not always, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I also find tell me your secrets. Yeah. Um, the days can feel very long with a four-year-old if you're kind of just sort of lackadaisically going from like coloring for a little bit and now let's do Play-Doh and all right, I guess it's lunchtime or whatever. But if you kind of have an idea of how you can structure your day and what activities are going to keep them occupied for longer, I think it does help the day to move along more quickly. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, Wilder's still a little young to do that because... I mean, we have him on his, like he naps around the same time every day. We do meals at the same time, but like activity wise, he's kind of just like all over the place. Um, but it was like today in the morning, I decided with my mother-in-law that like we were going to go take him over to um, a pool uh, that Ross's aunt at Ross's aunt's house. And it was so nice because like, okay, he, we had a plan, right? Like he woke up from his nap. We got his snack ready. We went over to the pool. We swam there. We came back. He watched his like 40 minutes of TV while we cooked dinner and had dinner. And it just like made the day go by, like feel much more fulfilling than just like, oh my God, I can't play with construction trucks anymore. (laughs) You know? Um, So I agree. But, um, and I'm hoping that that gets easier as he gets older too. Um, But speaking of that, one of my other tips was to also have a schedule with your partner. Um, Ross and I pretty much every night kind of hash out what the next day is going to look like. So there's no surprises. Uh, Everyone feels like they're getting in the time that they need. Um, If someone's work schedule is heavier than someone else's, like there's just a conversation that we always have just so that doesn't become another issue, right? Like you already have so much on your plate as it is. Um, so, you know, if I want to work out between eight and nine o'clock in the morning, cool. Okay. You're going to go take wilder. And it's just been really helpful to that way. No one feels like they're getting gypped on everything. If I have a really busy work day or Ross does like, you know, we know that ahead of time. So someone's going to have to pick up some more slack from, you know, and it just relieves any sort of like tension, um, that would come up in like your relationship having to do do a schedule stuff. So that's my other kind of schedule tip too. I love that. Um, My next tip is um, when possible, do a bit of meal prep. Um, Obviously most of us are cooking at least three meals a day with a little bit of carryout thrown in there sometimes, depending on where you are. Um, So that can get Mm -hmm. really exhausting. (laughs) So I've been, um, you know, if I'm making like a bolognese sauce for dinner, let's say a lot of the recipes make enough for like, I don't know, eight to 10 people. Uh, so I will, rather than just having that kind of sit in the fridge where like, maybe we don't want to eat bolognese Mm -hmm. five days in a row, like I will freeze that and 
build up a nice little freezer stash so that that way, most days, like if we don't feel like cooking, we've got something that we can pull out of the freezer or just something out of the fridge. Um, Or the other thing I've been doing basically every week now, which I swear by now is I've been making up different batches of energy bites or protein balls or, you know, however you want to call them. Um, and the basic recipe is just get some old fashioned oats, some nut butter or sun butter, uh, some sort of a sweetener, some sort of, you know, like a crunch factor, um, and then play around with it from there. And so the ones I made this week, I think might be my best yet. And they've got lemon zest, lemon juice, poppy seed, um, chopped up cashews, cashew butter, maple syrup and oats. And they're so good. They taste like a healthier version of like a lemon curd bar. Um, and they're just great because they, they travel fairly well. Sorry. You bake them or they're just as is like you just just assemble them. Yeah. You just roll them and then you pop them in the fridge and you just keep them in the fridge. Love it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so if we're going on a hike or something, we'll bring them with us because it's, it's a good high protein bite as well. Um, so Avi loves them with like chocolate chips. I like them with, you know, like a banana almond combination, but I, I've now made like a whole Pinterest board of different recipes I want to try. So maybe we should put one up on Instagram and pick a, a, an easy one. Yeah. Send, and can you send some to me? Those sound delicious. I've been making... Yeah, I've been making spinach banana muffins pretty much every week because they're like super easy and healthy and yummy and that Wilder gobbles them up. So that's what I've been making, but I'd like to change it up. I feel like I'm getting bored of those. <laughs> I will send you some and we'll put some on the Instagram. Awesome. Um, okay, another one of my tips, and we kind of touched on this before when we were first talking, but the idea of just uh, – exercise, keep moving. I know it's a lot and some people are probably rolling their eyes at this too about like getting your workout in. Um, But even if you can't get like whatever, a traditional workout in, try to just move, like get out, get out of the house, go for a walk, like just keep your body moving. If, if I really can't, don't have time or even the energy to fit in a workout, I really try to aim for at least 10,000 steps a day. Just, and that, and trust me, I get them being in a house and with stairs where I'm not used to (laughs) or living in an apartment, everything's on one level. I'm like up and down the stairs. Wilder wants a toy up here. It's down here. Um, but even, even on rainy days, sometimes I would just like walk around in the basement while listening to a podcast or something like just keep your body moving. Um, because just, I don't know. It kind of just keeps me moving forward. And I feel like I'm accomplishing something in the day if I can at least get my steps in and if I can get a solid workout in, which I, uh, which I really try to do four to five days a week, at least, um, I feel so much better. Um, so that's my other tip. I'm totally right there with you. Um, something else that we've been trying to do without sounding cheesy, cause we're really not that kind of family and, and neither of you guys are to, <laughs> come up with some family traditions and I don't mean like something elaborate, but, um, lately now when we're all eating together, especially at dinner time, Avi will call what she calls a family meeting to order. And then she'll (laughs) pick a a topic (laughs) and we'll all have to go around. And it's generally like what our favorite item is. Right. So she'll be like, okay, favorite pasta shape, go. 
And then we'll all have to go around and see <laughs> what our favorite pasta shape is or, or whatever. But it's just like, it's fun now that she's at the age where you can actually have a real conversation with her about something. So um, yeah. it, it's been cute. Like we watched all four of the Toy Story movies. So like the other day she was like, okay, I want everyone to talk about what their favorite Toy Story movie is, but like no one can have the same answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so sweet. That's real. I, I like that one. I'm looking forward to, I mean, Wilder and I certainly have interesting conversations, but um, not that way. <laughs> not, not like actual conversations. Uh, mostly about like the stabilizers on his fire truck or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> well, speaking of that, do you want to do your other tip now that I kind of touched on it? Oh, yeah. Um, so my other tip is just to have enough toys or books or Play-Doh or markers or whatever on hand. Um, I, in the city, we've got some stuff, but we don't have a ton of like the way that people in the suburbs have just like a full on basement of toys, you know, like we don't have the room in the city. And so up here we have a little bit more space and obviously I knew we were going to be stuck inside more. So one of the first things I did when we got here was just order like a ton of Play-Doh and finger paint and like this little craft kit that has like buttons and puff balls and colored glue and glitter and like blah, blah, blah. And then that way it's like, if I'm really out of ideas, it's like, I've got something I can pull out, you know? And then I've also sort of been stockpiling books to give her. Um, I mean, she's got like a, a ton in her room, but I've been sort of stockpiling new books to give her like when I really need her to stay in her room for 20 minutes because I've got an interview and like Mike can't watch her because he's on a call or whatever it is. Um, you know, because the library hasn't been open. And then uh, just as a tangent, just last week, the library here opened up for like social distance book, book pickup. And so we went and got her like a few books, like some big ones that would hopefully keep her occupied and and I gave him to her and she's like, wait, I can read all of these at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, oh. I was like, oh, I was like, I haven't meant to be like rationing your reading, but like, <laughs> you know, I've like really had to like wait to give her a new book when like I really needed her to <laughs> shut up basically. So I'm like, yes, sweetie, like you can read all these books at once. <laughs> Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, for Wilder's birthday, which was at the beginning of this month, we, you know, we had gotten some gifts before and everything, and we spread them out over like three weeks of like giving him a gift there. And for a while, he was like, Do I get a present today? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, sweetie, they're all now. But like every, you know, for like three weeks, we would like, Every couple of days, you give him a new present. And it was just, we had to spread them out. I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all this stuff. Um, but it would be like too overwhelming to give it to him all in one day. So now we're stocked for a while, which was, which was good timing having his birthday. Um, but my last tip, and it sort of goes off of the one that you just mentioned, but I think from like an emotional and mental perspective, this whole time period has really, made me focus on my strengths as a mom. I think at first I was looking at Instagram and seeing how, not that I had to worry about like doing Zoom classes with Wilder, he's too young, but like I saw how parents were like planning out their kids' days and and doing all these crazy crafts with them and like would build like 
essentially life-size rocket ships for them and stuff like that. And I was like, oh my God, I am a failure as a mom. I don't do this stuff with my kid. Like when we're in the city, we're very playful, but like he would go to an art class or he would go to a music class. And I was not like the source of all of that sort of crafty stuff. And I realized during this process, like I'm not the crafty mom and that's okay. I think I felt really guilty and write this podcast about like getting rid of the mom guilt. And I felt really bad about myself that I wasn't that mom. But then I started to like, think about, well, what do, what do I offer Wilder? And for him, like, I'm really, I will, you know, get outside and get dirty and, and play in the grass and do make believe and like use our imaginations and be on the fly and, and all of those sort of things. And he's happy because of that. And I'm lucky my mother-in-law's here and she'll make Play-Doh with him and make a macaroni necklace and things like that. Um, but I'm, that's just not me. And that's okay. It doesn't make me a bad mom. Um, but for all of the other things I mentioned, like that makes me a good mom. Um, and so that. I think it's important to just like focus on your strengths because it can feel like a competition a lot when you're not living up to some of these things that you're seeing on people's Instagrams. Yes. It's a, it's a very important point to make. Everybody's going to be quarantining in their own way. And, you know, like I love to bake and Avi and I have been cooking a ton. And I'm, I know just from talking to some of my friends that are like, well, shit, like, I can't believe you're doing all of that. And it's like, okay, but like, that's my thing. And like, I fucking hate make believe. And you're great at that, you know, like <laughs> my friend. So it's like, yeah. everybody's got their strengths. And it's way more important to focus on the, the strengths than it is the yours you know what you feel could be your shortcomings that's it for now don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you on the next episode of diaper baggage 